0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 6th of August. It's US Employment Report Friday. There seems to be a little bit of a shift in terms of how employment is being perceived. In recent months, the focus has been on how employment data would affect the timing of policy decisions by the US Federal Reserve. Clearly, that still matters. But markets seem to have settled down to the idea that the Fed will at least be announcing a change in quantitative policy before the end of the year. So instead, the labour market focus has shifted to measuring the strength of the recovery. The sugar high of the first easing of restrictions is starting to fade. In the first wave of liberation, people rushed to spend the savings that they'd been forced to acquire never wanted to acquire, and were therefore very keen to spend on things they don't need. That momentum cannot carry on forever, of course, because at some point the pot of savings starts to disappear. It's not near disappearing yet, but markets are looking ahead to employment income to come in and support future consumption. Today's data comes packed full of caveats, however. A big issue is seasonal adjustment. This has not been a normal season for economic activity. People have not been spending in the normal seasonal way that they would spend. Firms have therefore faced unusual patterns of demand, requiring unusual demands for labour. The seasonal adjustment process is rigid and cannot recognise that this is happening. Non-seasonally adjusted data has an important role to play, therefore. In addition, climate change has hit the U.S. economy again in July. The heat wave that affected parts of the United States may well have distorted some hiring data. The panic prov- pandemic provides additional complications, with some states seeing rising infection rates, which may have affected either the ability or potentially the willingness of people to work. Obviously, the impact of that depends on the sort of work that one does. Employment of casual labour would likely be affected. Employment of professionals who can work from home would likely not. Over in the United Kingdom, the Bank of England's policy statement yesterday was billed as hawkish, but it was really what a central bank should do. The bank said that a moderate tightening of policy may be necessary in the next couple of years, For most economists, that statement was broadly as expected. The interest rate threshold for reducing the bank's bond holdings, a passive tightening of quantitative policy, was perhaps slightly lower than anticipated, but this is hardly extreme hawkishness. However, anyone who has somehow convinced themselves that buying bonds is symptomatic of a loss of central bank independence would have been surprised by the policy announcement because the bank was behaving exactly as an independent central bank should. So maybe the element of surprise lies in the biases of interpretation around central bank independence before the event. In the euro area, assorted countries are offering measures of industrial production. This data is all for June. The German numbers showed a fall on the month because of declining capital goods production. Consumer goods production was roaring ahead, but construction also took a big knock back. Climate change will have an impact on the construction sector in the coming months as Germany deals with the aftermath of the recent floods. Italy and Spain are still due to give their production numbers. That's all for today. Have a good day.